0: To go. I am milk and I'm say This
1: is an infomercial, the podcast that reviews hentai, both enthusiastically and uh, regrettably. Uh, And usually this is where I would say, uh, remember, you did this to yourself. But uh, I mean, this should be a tame episode, right? Because because we've got say with us.
0: Yeah. Hi, I'm say much like milk. I am ace. And uh, milk mentioned that this is going to be our first all ace podcast.
1: Yeah, uh, just, you know, asexual all the way down. Just two of us fumbling our way through erotica. (laughs) (laughs) Say, do you want to do just a little bit of bragging and tell us where you're from uh, in in life?
0: (laughs) Where I'm from in life. That's a big question. Um, But what I'm most known for, I suppose, on the Internet is I'm a webcomic artist. Yeah, I don't I don't draw erotica. I do not. (laughs) Currently, no,
1: mostly pigeons, right?
0: Mostly pigeons. Yeah, my webcomic involves a lot of pigeons, maybe a few more than necessary, but that's all right.
1: So a lot of action and powers and things.
0: Yeah, like superpowers, um, a lot of drama. I really like intercharacter relations and diving into the psyche of characters. So that's what my comic involves.
1: Which that's why I'm like so excited for you to be on this episode, because uh, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit different rather than doing a page by page going to go more into like an analysis of themes and, and everything. Heck yeah. Yeah. You want to let uh, our listeners know what you've brought to the table today?
0: Yeah. Uh, so we are looking at the comic Sunstone. It is by Sjepin Sajic. I think that's how you pronounce his name. On DeviantArt, he has a couple of accounts. nebezial or Sinez. Perhaps those are Croatian words. I'm not sure. But the comic is Sunstone. Um, it's a actually a bondage comic and uh, it's really well done.
1: Yeah. It's got tags like a uh, BDSM uh, blindfolds and like bondage collars, corsets, a lot of the things you'd expect in that, like um, the lifestyle of the BDSM culture garter belts. And yeah, I guess we'll just get tied up into it as we go. <laughs> uh, <Okay. laughs> and, and um, of course uh, all of this, uh, these links will be in the show notes. There's a lot of content already out there for you to start going through. We're mainly going to be talking about chapter one, which is publicly available. So you could even read along, I guess.
0: If you want to. Yeah. And I mean, the art is beautiful. So why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, it is lovely. It's um, like I'd say kind of a a painted style. And a lot of it's like coloring. Yeah, for sure. Um, And it's like it's fun to see it evolve. You know, you can see even through the first chapter, some some changes in the the style just improving and refining a bit
0: Absolutely I think that's that's one of the more fun parts of web comics for me is seeing where the artist begins and since it's long format that is not traditionally published they're allowed to change their style like that's okay and so it's fun to see where they end up
1: Yeah web comics have a level of freedom that I just think is really cool about that stuff
0: Yeah Looks like it was Picked up by Image Comics in 2014, but it was running before then. Six was released March 26th, 2019. So it's been going for quite a long time. There are a lot of characters and a lot of plots to detail. So, I mean, I'm not complaining.
1: Uh, I see uh, chapter seven is still being worked on and and some of the pages are being posted, you know, before I guess it, it gets more printed traditionally or so through Image Comics, or released?
0: Yeah, that seems to be their MO, is, is release it digitally, and then once there is enough to make a volume, they release it in print. They've done that with some other comics, from what I recall. Um, I've followed them on DeviantArt for a while. Or him, pardon. And he does things like Death Vigil, which he also has released in print, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he, oh, um, he recently released a harley quinn comic that was picked up and printed it's pretty good
1: i see here he's even worked on um the game serious sam
0: i didn't know that yeah like as a character designer
1: uh i don't know
0: <laughs> i'm just <laughs> reading
1: off his his dvr but it says uh serious sam hd and serious sam bfe when sh- uh, huh. I guess I'm not a real gamer. I don't know what that is, but still <laughs> a pretty
0: cool accolade. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah, he keeps busy. He's he's a beast. He just turns out all this beautiful art so quickly. Yeah. And he's, he's pretty good a writer as well. Yeah. So um, I read Sunstone a while ago, but I
1: figured, uh, you know, I didn't need a refresh because I'll let you take the the steering wheel here today, Uh, but I do remember (laughs) it being quite a a lovely story and just reading through it. And it had very natural character development.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So um, sort of the premise of this, it it begins as a framed tale where one character is telling a story or in this case, writing the story. Um, So, you know, it's going to be good if this character is sitting down to write the entire story. We don't know who it is, they're anonymous, but um, just diving right in, we see these two friends who have been chatting online for a while and they decide to meet up. Uh, one of them is a dom and one of them is a sub and neither of them have ever done this before in real life. And so they spend like a lot of pages being nervous about it and I think that's so genuine. It's it's pretty delightful.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of dom and sub stories
0: well, maybe
1: kind of give that to the sub, like the nervous energy. But the the true like uniqueness of this is we get to see a Dom's like first experience and them like kind of coping with I'm supposed to be dominant and powerful
0: mm-hmm. while
1: I also have never done this before.
0: <laughs> um, she has some experience, but not with an actual sub. You'll find out later in the comic. I've, I've read past what we're going to discuss today but um she has done these things with somebody before but that somebody was not a sub so this is a bit different um emotionally for her so yeah she's nervous she calls her friend who makes he makes equipment for bdsm play and asks him for something special she must be filthy rich because she has yeah so so many things in her house and her house is enormous I, I don't recall what her profession is, but she just must be loaded. Yeah, because that's something special is a, a whole ass bed. <laughs> it's a bed. It's a round bed with rings on it. So you can do whatever.
1: I've never like matched with someone on Tinder and been like, well, I better get a new bed for this person.
0: <laughs> but apparently this situation, um, they had been friends online for a long time. Uh so they sort of they just never met in real life, but they had known each other, sort of like Milk and I, yeah, we still haven't met yeah. yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, we and we, we also have met. Like, just switched states and rotated around.
0: Oh my gosh. And I, I've had that situation with other friends as well. I mean not not with the bondage or anything, but like I, I no. trust these people. I've known them for years. I just have never been in the same room with them. Yeah.
1: You know, maybe one day you'll get to tie them up, but who knows? You know, just
0: I don't know. If they're if they're down, I guess. So yeah, there's a bunch of lead up, which is really interesting. Um, I don't know much about erotica, but from what I've seen, they just kind of jump into the, to the point, to the interesting part, I guess, which isn't that interesting to me as an ACE person. So, so this lead up and this preparation is, is more interesting to me, more nerves from either side. Uh, they, they kind of have, um, a little DTR define the relationship. They're trying to figure out if they're friends or if they're romantic partners or if they're friends with benefits. And it's just really interesting to watch them work through that awkwardness. Yeah,
1: um, I always highly encourage people to just kind of put it out there what you think of someone else. So you don't go through the stress of like, did they pick Mm. up on this cue or did they do this? Like, I don't know. For me, it's always been really easy. Like, even if I know someone's not interested in me, I'm just like, oh, I have feelings for you. And then I just, you know, I'm like, by the way, have you tried the new like purple sour patch kit? Like I just, (laughs) you know, it's super casual, but it makes things easier.
0: Oh, that is wonderful. If only... If only it was um, communicated that clearly among all humans, things would be a lot less complicated.
1: Yeah, but less pages of plot, you know?
0: Right. Yes, that's true. That is very true. But this isn't like the infuriating kind of miscommunication. It's just that it's just that they're not sure. And I, I think that's great.
1: It's emotional edging.
0: <laughs> I suppose that's the way to put it.
1: Depending on your your source of reading this, because there's a few you know legitimate sources, whether you know you've bought in like the ebook from Image or you're going to their Deviant Art, um, we've noticed that pages are broken up in different ways. Sometimes mm-hmm. they like stack them on top, just just different reading conventions. But the reason I mentioned this is it's like if you break them down to the smallest, more like conventional print size pages. It's about page 35, where you finally see someone with um nudity. <laughs> That's the word. That's sure, the yeah. word, um, you know, yeah. so uh, we we've covered a lot of hentai on the show that does still have story and develops a lot of interesting things, but they don't take their time with that. It's usually layered on top of things. It's like stories yeah. being presented as sex is starting to happen, or maybe there's like five pages of buildup, but this definitely takes it out, uh, like, like brings it out, focuses on the story and then focuses on, you know, the, the more erotic parts of it, which I think is really cool Yeah, because the, the scenes where they are being erotic with each other aren't just visual. There's still a lot of text. So you're still getting Mm -hmm. a lot of like their thoughts. You're, you're, You're knowing what's going through their mind during this situation there. You can even read how their their thought pattern is um, uh, different here than it is at other times. Uh, You know, the
0: the, like
1: in the moment energy is really displayed well, I think.
0: Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I personally really like a lot of plot because when I, I don't generally seek out erotica, as an ace person that's not that interesting to me, but it can be interesting if I know the characters well enough to understand uh, why they're enjoying it or understand that this is an important situation for them, you know yeah uh, getting to know the characters before we get into into the scenes i just I just think it's so important
1: yeah um, I mean even Without the sense of like any type of erotica in this, this is a full on story. Like you see people Ooh. grow and change and go through conflict. So, you know, it's just you get some, you know, little foreplay and congolingus here and there and, and some more. So kind of best of both worlds of traditional.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Which isn't to say that there's not erotica in here. There, I mean, there absolutely is. And um, one of Steppen's sort of a, a hobby is basically designing sexy outfits for these situations. And so um, he showcases them quite a bit. And there is some overt sexuality. Uh, A lot of it is implied, like, you know, like um, lipstick marks on the inside of the thigh happens quite a bit. Another thing that is different about this is that uh, it's less... I mean, obviously, sometimes there are pinup shots for the benefit of the reader, but most of the time it's... For the characters, that fourth wall is not broken, which I found really interesting. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, it does a really good mix of staging for the the sake of what's natural in the story and why they would be in a position or angle or something mm-hmm. while still, you know, making sure it is visually displaying what readers want to see. Yeah, it's just very natural. No fourth wall break. Um yeah, it, you can tell this is just done by a professional. And what's funny is, if you read kind of in the the afterwards, he says how this these characters were really just like people he would draw for the sake of like a creative exercise and, and just kind mm-hmm. of rekindling the creative flame. And they just slowly started to evolve more than that. Like there's a few like little one-off like shot comics or drawings he would do, and yeah. then it just kept evolving.
0: Yeah. Um, you can tell that this is a labor of love. You can absolutely tell that, that, uh, he loves these characters and wants to dive in and explore them in more ways than one, I suppose. Another thing that's funny about it is that, um, he doesn't back away from how awkward the situation can be. I don't know. For example, I'm looking at the ebook on page 53, there's a shower scene and they're kissing in the shower and, um, They stop and and one goes, what is it? What's wrong? And the other one says, the tiles are cold. (laughs) Like that would be that would be an awkward thing that would really happen in that situation. Yeah, it's not purely fantasy.
1: Yeah, a a lot of times erotica overlooks those those little things. Mm. And um, that's something I'm constantly calling out when reviewing Hentai, like um, during uh, the episode sponsor recruitment this dude like took out anal beads from someone and set them on the bed like by the base and they were standing up straight. And I'm just like, they would fall over.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) Some physics were not being thought out. But like here they're like obviously thinking of everything as a life experience and not just like obviously the story is not. A medium to just get to sexy parts. It's a a story in its full nature. It's mm-hmm. a story exploring everything as real as it is for these characters. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I just want to mention as an artist, Stefan has his anatomy down. There are some beautiful paintings of bodies in this comic. Uh the expressions are wonderful. Uh they're they're just exaggerated just enough to to make it seem like uh animated, I suppose you could say, but it's not outside of the realm of physical, uh, physical capabilities of, of a real human body, which I think yeah. is a bit unusual for erotica. Not that I know that much about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, hentai erotica, these, uh, erotic comics, they, they do vary range. Um, but a lot of times, especially in the hentai, we see the Ahago faces, be yeah. pushed a little extreme.
0: Sure. And there's um, nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're into it, by all means. And and sometimes it's nice to see expressions pushed over the top. But it's mm. also nice to see something like this, which is a, a good balance of just a little bit beyond what you would see like, mm-hmm. again. Like you said, not unrealistic, just a little bit more than you constantly would see on people. But it, yeah. it helps for the sake of a, a graphic novel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that you wanted to highlight specifically?
1: The use of like colors is really Ooh. good in this.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very true.
1: And I had an interview with you where, you know, I, I noticed you use colors in a very expressive way in your comic. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe you, you'll you see different things than I've seen in this. But in Sunstone, everything has a very warm, sunny <laughs> um, kind yeah. of tone to it in the oh, first 100%. chapter, at least. Yeah. There are just a few scenes where it deviates from that. And like the shower is one of them, but that's kind of, you know, natural you'd expect it. But some of the other times are when they're nervous, like when they're they're kind of talking about meeting up uh, at the beginning on, on the computer and it's got that like bluish-white glow. <laughs> yes. And they're freaking out. Our subs like, oh, this Friday, this Friday.
0: That's a very good observation. Even then
1: she's like wearing a red shirt. They're like red is just almost a constant throughout here yeah um, it helps that one of the characters have red hair but
0: yeah yeah um she red does seem to be her color a lot of her costumes later on are mainly red or orange you know just those really warm colors i think it works uh whereas the other character the dom is mainly black sometimes there are reds in there which is a good unifying color between the characters but she's mainly black um even when she's in normal everyday clothes. I think that's a good way to differentiate the characters.
1: Yeah, the the artist here really cares about costume design, like you said, um, just as a hobby, kind of like figuring out lingerie. But you can tell that like even in just everyday situations, these characters' outfits are really well thought out. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the characters, um, not one of our main characters, but I believe... The ex-boyfriend of our Dom? Isn't he a costume designer?
0: Yes, he is. If I remember correctly? Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's the one who designed the bed for her. That's where he makes all of his money. He makes his living designing costumes and designing props and things for erotic situations. And he's really good at it. Later on in the series, you'll see him talk about his pet peeve, which I would assume is also the artist's pet peeve, that all the good bondage costumes are for women or for feminine shapes. Whereas the men are stuck with like tank tops and jeans. And so later on, if you if you have the ebook version, at the very end you'll see a bunch of costume designs for both feminine and masculine people. And they're all just really interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. There there's so much energy put into all of these characters. And you can tell that some of it must come from just like personal experience mm-hmm. of the artist just like, you know, kind of riding through themselves
0: hundred um, percent. Everything an artist makes is filtered through their own life experience. Um, uh, you were talking about red. So looking in Allie's mansion, she's the dom, um, looking in her mansion, a lot of her areas are warm colors, but specifically those intimate uh, rooms are red, especially that bed, the big round bed that she commissioned for <laughs> to meet her internet friend. It's red completely red
1: uh that that's just still a wild concept and, and that even gets brought up like you bought a new bed just for <laughs> like meeting me it's like oh is that not <laughs> <laughs> is that a little much
0: Uh, she must have a ridiculous amount of money wouldn't that be nice
1: yeah i mean i once had um a date where like oh it was my first meet time meeting them in person and they like made me a copy of like one of the Killers CDs and they um, oh. like drew the album art on the CD, what? which was like a little over the top for just meeting little someone for the, the first time. But yeah, yes. it's still cute. It's pirating also, which I don't condone, mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's the Killers. Uh, it's you can't killers. say no to them. <laughs> you gotta gotta be jamming some hot fuzz, so, yeah. you know, but a bed, yeah, that's, that's
0: a lot <laughs> so much um, but she does continue to get things later on in the series she she will continue to get things for her partner a lot of it's red
1: yeah a lot of red <laughs> um, you know I was saying there, there's a lot of differences in the story that doesn't follow tropes hmm. in the sense that like uh, our, our dom shows a lot of nervous energy in different parts I, I think that spoiling your sub is definitely a big trope in BDSM stuff I've seen sometimes those tropes exist for a reason. And so it it makes this familiar still. Like if you're Mm -hmm. someone who reads a lot of BDSM stuff, it's not completely foreign. There's enough to make this interesting and different, but there's enough about the character's personality is just outside of like sex scenes that I I would imagine you can still connect to either on a personal level or with other things you've read.
0: Sure, absolutely. And there are little touches that I would assume are common kinks. Like, uh, for instance, the bottom having to hide her collar when she's out in public and the trouble that that gives her. Things like that are are snuck in. I would assume that could be part of a fantasy for some of the readers, Uh, but it's also just a realistic part of the situation. Once again, adding a little life into it.
1: Yeah, I, I had a friend who had one of those metal ring collars, like just kind of welded shut onto them and they were like oh w- welded. That is wild. I I don't know if it was welded, but it was like solid shut. Like they they had have to get it clipped off to get it oh my off. Gosh. Um, which they eventually did. That's intense. But yeah, that's that's commitment.
0: <laughs> yeah. How do you explain that away?
1: I, I have a hard time wearing like bracelets regularly, no, regardless of how special they are <laughs> to me. So I can't imagine wearing like a collar all the time.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem comfortable, but I suppose, um, I don't know. I wear a ring a lot of the time and I don't even notice it. It might be like that after a while. One would assume. Yeah.
1: But yeah, even at the end of this first chapter, she's like getting measured by the guy. Um mm-hmm. To get, like get fitted for an outfit and stuff.
0: Right. Uh, his color seems to be green, by the way.
1: Oh, OK. So, yeah, just a lot of different color playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he is depicted wearing like a red jacket at times in the first. But um, sure. Yeah. I feel like that's something that in the future has been expanded upon.
0: Yeah, I think um, you're right.
1: Uh, what's funny is um, the artist was saying kind of the turning point of when these went from just like characters that like Vaguely had story to them, and then transitioned into something a little bit more plot related was when they were doing um, like a little holiday comics. Ah,
0: um, OK. Yeah.
1: And I think that's funny just because, you know, Christmas holiday theme, a lot of red. So like, I, I wonder if that's what it took, like just a comic with a red tone that felt natural. If that's like, oh, I can do this more. It's really
0: <laughs> interesting. And um, if I'm thinking of the right comics, they were they were uh, the character's Posing in in the costumes that alan had had created, Alan is the ex of the Dom in this comic, yeah, and they're just like they are shots they're they're images like pinups, but there's dialogue over them, uh so you can kind of hear what the characters were saying during during the photo shoot, and sometimes it's pretty funny, uh sometimes they're making fun of each other, it's great,
1: yeah, and th- there's just a lot of great stuff to. Um, this artist's collection as a whole. Mm. Um, you go check out the DeviantArt Shinzez, which is specifically for like mostly sun stuff, uh, sunstone stuff. Mm. One of the the folders is Alan's catalog, and it's showing some of these outfits that he's designed. And my favorite is uh, this girl in this like white leather uh, like corset yeah. and top. But then she's got this like face mask that like kind of has like petalled layers to it. oh um, is it and one like of the, the blindfold poofy ones? sleeves? Yeah. Um yeah. it kind of has this elish norn look to it if you're a Magic the Gathering player.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I am not, but um, I'm sure I'm sure some of your listeners are.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we have two listeners out there that are like, "Oh, I get it." <laughs> what a great reference to make on a anti
0: podcast. Yeah. Oh, um, I haven't mentioned this. So the, the, the title of the comic Sunstone, I went for a long time trying to figure out what the title was. Why the heck? Um, you'll read in later volumes that that is a safe word used between one of the couples. They take some time deciding which safe word they want to use. And, you know, they make fun of each other like oh, mercy. That's so typical. And they, they decide on Sunstone,
1: which is very cute. Yeah. Um, very elegant. I feel like if your safe words, embarrassing, it might be kind of hard to say if you're already in a very vulnerable state, Um, depending on the context. Mm -hmm. Uh, Recently, we did our Wieners and Wyvern special, all four episodes available further in the stream (laughs) where the cast of (laughs) the the cast of Nymphomercial played D&D with some people. um, And our safe word, just in case we did stuff, was well, a safe uh, phrase, I guess, was. Oh, I have to go cook cereal. Um, <laughs> well, you're already kind of in a lapping like kind of area. Yeah. But it, it just shows like for different tones, it's good to set up different things. Sure. Yeah. But just making the, the title of this, uh, the safe word kind of shows like the intimacy and care, which is yes. like the important part of this whole like story.
0: Yeah, it's all about the characters caring for each other um, and trying to make each other happy. That's the ultimate goal. Uh, and I think yeah. that's just really beautiful.
1: I feel like there are a lot of people outside of the BDSM community that don't understand how big that is mm. or how much caring and and that love and support, how big of a part that is in the community. Mm. Um, and we've talked about this before on the show. Aurora has mentioned a lot of it, um, especially in the episode sponsor recruitment, just because. That is about someone taking advantage of a sub like the, this girl's a sub and she puts it out there that she needs a dom. And mm. this dude was just like, oh, I get to have sex with someone without like knowing anything about it not having any uh, respect for her.
0: It doesn't have to be about that. Like it, it's only <laughs> it's it's only consent. That's the way it should be. As long as both yeah. individuals are consenting and having a good time. That's what it's about.
1: Uh, so speaking of good times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Something I do love, you know, pretty much any hentai or or graphic novel or anything I look at, I always love to pick apart the um, state, not staging, uh, just kind of the panel work.
0: Yeah. okay. Uh,
1: And so a lot of Western comics that have a story tend to be um, a little bit more basic in panel Mm -hmm. work, uh, I've noticed. And like a, a lot of like rectangular, like just shapes yeah. and just laid out different. And this does that through a good chunk, although it gets pretty creative with them, depending on like the tone. Yes. But then when you get to these intimate scenes, it's a lot different. You usually have like um, a full page art with other panels littered in. But then you have like the art kind of scratching away to add this um, like harsh shape. Yeah, um, to the silhouette of everything.
0: Yeah, um, he uses a lot of this. It, it looks like he's using a brush that imitates the silhouette of a rope. And he uses that quite a bit for for some of this paneling.
1: Oh, yeah. Some of the framing has yeah. that rope around it. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. And like, as you mentioned, there are a lot of rectangular sort of static shots. It's, it's pretty cinematic when the characters are just talking. It's sort of like just watching a shot from a film. But then once you get to the more exciting or more erotic parts, yeah, the the, the paneling does change up. That's a really good observation.
1: You know, it doesn't take away from the other ones because you said, like you said, it's very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, even if uh, several panels are at the same angle, they're they're showing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It's it's taking its time to show if the emotion in the room has changed or it's, it's showing other key angles and parts and everything has method and reason. It seems it's just very well laid out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I noticed another little color thing. I'm going to jump back to the color briefly in this comic. Uh, the sub and the dom spend some time together. I, I believe they spend a couple of days together. And then when the sub leaves to go back to back to life, back to her job, uh, she is no longer wearing red. She's wearing sort of a faded pink and she's sad about not being with, with her dom anymore. And I thought that was just really interesting to, to show the uh, how drained one would feel after that situation, but also showing how much less color <laughs> her life has um, when she's alone in her apartment.
1: That's a really good touch. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's right at the end of that first chapter. Uh, you really only see it through a few few mm-hmm. pages. But um, oh, I guess we should explain the, the situation, what kind of goes on mm-hmm. during their, their first date, what like, kind of happens through the first chapter.
0: Sure, yeah. They meet up for their first date. Um, not really sure what to expect from the other, but it goes incredibly well. They do a scene together that they just, they both love. And they decide to meet up the next day. And uh, apparently their, their rhythms and their intensity matches pretty well, which is great. I'm very happy for them. And yeah, so they're, they're just carrying on this internet relationship. When they're not doing a scene together, it's, it's very sweet. You know, they're ordering takeout and watching TV. It's just really adorable. And they decide to keep meeting up. And that's kind of where the chapter leaves us. They, they have met up a couple of times by the end of the chapter. And uh, Alan keeps designing things as he does.
1: Yeah. And Alan being the the X, but very like, you know, with a, a good relation with the Dom yeah. still. Yeah. which our, our sub kind of like, I think, is is jarred a bit about this. Yeah. But it, it plays out really well.
0: They're very frank about things. Um, so there's this one part where the ex walks into the Dom's house. And sees the sub sort of in a half half naked in a bathrobe, and he's very casual about it. And she gets thrown off. Yeah, uh, he's just kind of like that. Yeah, we we mentioned
1: at the beginning, like you know the the tension that was built because of not just being open with communication, but that's not something that stays. At least from what I've read, mm-hmm. they they do end up becoming very like open and well communicating with each other. Yeah. Well communicated. I don't know English. That's, that's where I'm at right now. You're
0: good. You're doing just fine. <laughs> uh, I really do like the ending panel of book one. If, if you have the ebook, it's on page 93. It's basically a pinup shot of both of these girls thinking about each other. And they are obviously in separate settings, in separate apartments, and they're texting each other on the phone, but they appear as if they're on the same bed because this communication is bringing them closer together and they're thinking about each other. I just think that's kind of a beautiful way to express that sentiment.
1: You know, the pages leading up to that show or sub back at her house, all the colors are very cold. She's, Mm -hmm. she's sad. Um, But then, you know, she kind of starts like just cheering up when she like tugs on her collar, (laughs) realizing like, Oh, my Dom is with me still in, in this sort of way. Meanwhile, we see our like Dom on the next page, like, pretty stressed out and like overthinking things (laughs) relatable. And that's when, you know, we kind of see our sub, um, I would assume masturbating. We've got some like ver, you know, um, onomatopoeias and like, maybe that's the, the phone going off, but it happens twice. And I don't know if a, a phone would text that way. So,
0: yeah. And she's also biting her lip, which is a telltale sign in the comic that she's roused. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, it could be that she was sleeping and woke up to this or she was already having a bit of a good time. But either way, yeah, Mm. the the ending page showing them together, despite the settings is so good. And it kind of reminds me of like a playing card because we've got them like opposite and like this faded pink bleeding into the red blankets.
0: Yeah. The foot to head, head to foot. Yeah, I see what you mean by the playing card reference there.
1: And just ends on the the last line, like hee he good girl. Now, here's what your mistress wants you to do. <laughs> so it's showing they'll, they're going to have some good sexting times.
0: Yeah, they're going to have a good time. Just kind of solidifying the relationship they had over the Internet. That's how they started. And that's how this chapter ends.
1: Yeah. When you look at everything as a whole, there are a few pages that stand out very unique. Yes. One of the first ones is it's using the bathroom mirror as like the panel. So it's like these oval shapes and the two girls are just coming out of the shower and like looking at each other through it.
0: Yeah, that's a really clever way to to handle the paneling on that page, I think. And it is sort of immersive because it feels like you're looking into the mirror and seeing those faces turn back at you. Like the frame of the panel is actually the frame of the bathroom mirror. Just really clever.
1: It makes sense because it's like the, the setting just out of the shower and the bathroom mirror. But I think what's important about it is this is the scene where they're talking about her wearing the collar because she just put it on. And Mm. so it makes sense to do that visual toss up because something important has just happened. So it's easy for for one, if you want to find this page, like by looking back, you can do so super quickly, but also just such a unique looking page because no no other pages have this this type of paneling. It, it sets it in your memory a little bit more, Yeah, for
0: sure. I think. And I would mention, um, so the, the bathroom mirror is an oval and you're framing this uh, cute little interaction between the sub and the dom in this oval. And so I wonder uh, if that wasn't intentional to, to make it feel like, like a collar a little bit and like the uh, safety and affection that comes with, with having this on her neck.
1: She's got those nice, warm, round shapes Mm -hmm. to mention her her collar is um, like a just a a leather collar that's um, a little bit high and it just comes down to a metal ring. Mm -hmm. I would imagine pretty standard, but I really have no frame of reference because I'm not much of a collar person.
0: (laughs) I don't have much of a frame of reference either. Yeah. Um, For (laughs) for the reader's knowledge, this is the first spicy comic I've ever read. I have read a couple since reading this one, but um, yeah, this is basically my reference for erotica aside from pop-ups or brief sojourns, which ended in disinterest into other comics. Yeah. I I think uh, you were a
1: little spoiled in the sense that this is something very well done Mm -hmm. for it to, to be your first, you, you got treated well. I
0: did. I think you're right. So yeah, the,
1: the next really like, unique page that stands out when you're looking at it all in a gallery is the second morning like after they met up Mm -hmm. she stayed another night and they're like cuddling in bed and her sub is just like kind of processing her thoughts
0: yeah uh there's a lot of little little thought boxes here just trying to figure out what she feels and and what just happened and she seems pretty happy
1: yeah. Um, you know, she was kind of thinking like, oh, this this is going to be a sex thing. We're also friends, but um, I, she's starting to realize there, there's a little bit more to it than all that for her. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I, I've been in this situ not this situation, but um, that kind of odd, like in- inter monologue glow of like oh ah. i just finally went on a date with this person and now we're spending like a few days like meeting up um you know and there, there's i don't know i think there's something special about that time when like you've met someone and it really clicks and you guys have that energy to just meet up a couple times in like that first week it's kind of wild it's like um oh may, maybe this just shows how ace i but it's like starting a new job where you're like oh i really like it here and there's a certain click and yeah okay i can relate to that this might be a new <laughs> chapter yeah
0: yeah um we're in a friendship sort of way i can relate
1: yeah for some people it's bdsm and for other people it's friends and for me it's you know mm-hmm. working for vision insurance it's hey. but it's a It's a feeling you can relate to usually no matter who you are, just, uh, you know, have to kind of find the right compartment to link it to.
0: For sure. And another beautiful thing about this panel is that uh, the shape of it, the way it's laid out with these uh, two partners laying in the bed, it, it vaguely resembles a heart. So it's like she's trying to figure out exactly what her feelings are and if this could be love. It's really sweet.
1: Or it could be a shark tooth, and she'll get bit. Or
0: it could be a shark tooth. We don't know. It also looks like that.
1: One person's heart is another shark tooth. <laughs> <laughs> What's the thing you say about sharks? Dead men fuck no sharks. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: the one. Oh dear.
1: All right, so so kind of one of the last you uh, like eye-catching pages that's unique and. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is I think as you're reading through these, they might not or just like as you're reading page to page, they're probably not jarring in how they're unique. Mm -hmm. I think it's just when you're looking at a gallery, it's easy to spot them out and they're they're important times. The last one is our our Dom is kind of just thinking to herself because uh, our sub has just went home Mm -hmm. and Alan is just now leaving, too. And so our Dom is just sitting there kind of thinking to herself, but there's no thought bubbles. And I think this might be the first page to kind of do that, especially towards the bottom of a page, like just she's laying on the couch several times and it's slowing getting smaller and smaller and the sides are, are fading white, like towards her. Yeah. And then she just kind of realizes how big her house seems that emptiness now.
0: Yeah, it's like this this nothingness is encroaching on her couch, on her personal space. I thought that was really good.
1: It's the flip side of that joy I mentioned of like mm. when you find someone, whether a friend or, or like a environment, like worker or, or like a, a group or club that you go to and you have that like magic and spark and it's it's a few days. Mm. And then when you're finally like alone and you're like oh, I've really been basking in this one thing for a while mm. now, all of a sudden, and yeah. it's brand new. I, It's your first time out of it all of a sudden. Mm. Yeah, I mean, she does happen to have a huge mansion house, but <laughs> um, even That's if true. it's not that setting, you feel that, like, emptiness. You know, sure. so it, it's, it's the highs and lows that are both depicted very well in this comic.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is somebody who really understands... And cares about his character's emotions. Yeah.
1: You tell know, this artist has had feelings in their life, you know,
0: <laughs> as opposed to, you know, 99% of artists who don't have feelings.
1: Yeah. Most artists, um, they actually just use Photoshop uh-huh. and they click the make art button and yep. it does it for
0: them. It's such a good button.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but no, there, there's a lot of love and care. And I, I love the story of like, these were just characters with no, no background story. They just started as like expressional characters yeah. to do exercise of creativity. Um, and now the seventh chapter is coming out. Like, <laughs> it's just so much has been dived into this.
0: And if this is the first chapter and it's almost 100 pages, I mean, that's that's a big commitment. That is a lot of pages about these characters.
1: Especially for art of this nature, you know, yeah, um, like full rendering shading and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, especially with the story, you could easily cheat out and do like a black and white page uh and set some tones. Sure. But I guess that w- that wasn't in the books for them. They wanted to, to really saturate it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, It is a very painterly style and of course on some pages you can tell that that uh, he didn't have as much time that that day maybe to work on the page but it's all a very good quality varying levels of of completion sometimes but it's it's all beautiful
1: it really is and um yeah you can see different little experiments even just throughout like um one of the the like first pages uses like an actual skull for like the text bubble. Yeah, and I don't think that ever happens again.
0: Nope. <laughs> but it's understandable. That's when she's um waking Ellen up, and he is not happy about it.
1: Yeah, it's it's just a great experience. You know, it's it's fun to read through different times because you pick up on different stuff. Mm. So um, speaking of reading, let's kind of learn a little bit more about your whole, your comic.
0: Sure, all right. <laughs> uh, my comic is called Anacrine Complex, and it's a, sort of a supernatural heist story. It's about these people who have taken a medicine, sort of, if you know your TV tropes, it's the applied phlebotonum. It's it's this medicine that can cure a disease or is a treatment for a disease, but it also, in some rare cases, can cause these superpowers. Uh, and these people are called anacrites. That can be found at pigeoncomic.com. Once again, there are quite a few pigeons. I post a lot of art on Twitter. My handle is lightlyapo. And since the nature of this program is as it is, um, I have sort of a more mature Twitter. Like, sometimes there's bondage on there, and that is emissions rage on Twitter
1: such very two distinct energies just in your username alone.
0: Yeah. Yep. The first one is is PG always will be PG. And then the other one is, is for exploration of things that perhaps I don't want to have coincide with uh, my professional life, which makes
1: sense. You know, it, it can be good to separate those, especially cause I, I think, you know, your main comic has a lot of, Of value to it in story and handling things Mm -hmm. that all ages can really enjoy. Yeah,
0: that was the intention.
1: And you've also done some of your like side comics about handling emotions like um, the anxiety demon one is really great. I'm not someone who personally has anxiety, but I could feel everything through that. You just illustrated it so well. That
0: makes me so happy.
1: Yeah. Your work is amazing. So much expression. Thank you. Beautiful, like angles and action and dynamic. And, you know, I was mentioning a lot of Western artists tend to fall to the the rectangular box, like uh, paneling and yours is a lot more wild.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. There's so much communication that can be done with paneling. I don't know why you wouldn't take advantage of it. There's there's so many creative things you can do. Yeah.
1: Your your whole story goes so much into the the psyche of different characters that literally. Yeah, literally. So like you use every tool available mm-hmm. to illustrate that like color and like text box. I could go on for hours. <laughs> I, I love your style. I, you. I love your work. Such such grand stuff. Again, all those links are in the show notes, full links, So even if you're listening on shitty Spotify, (laughs) it'll still work for you.
0: Cool, cool. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we got the chance to talk about this and to talk about comics. It's a passion.
1: They're a wonderful thing. And thanks for being on. Thanks for um, being the first person to really level with me on the show. To really level with you? (laughs) Yeah, Oh well, I mean... uh, (laughs) You're the first person on my same page of sexuality where like we're getting everything Uh at the same time. Uh, I feel like a lot of the times the show something will be said and I'm like, oh, that's what that
0: meant. (laughs) That's life for us. That is life.
1: Yeah. We're like, oh, what's nodding? And then we're traumatized for a couple of (laughs) days after finding out. I
0: I found out about nodding in such an unfortunate manner.
1: Well, I, I have a question because <laughs> it, it, when I learned, I learned there were two different kinds for two different sub fetishes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind me asking what nodding you learned about?
0: I didn't know there were two different kinds. Um, the one I know about is um, it. it, it, it <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it is
1: it, <laughs> no, no. This is that same energy I had. I guess. <laughs>
0: Okay. Um it is a term used in the furry community because canines have a differently shaped member from hominids and there is a not like shape. That is what I learned that was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I learned about that one and then I learned about the um oh I don't want to kink shame, but I would say worse
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're not judging but uh we are um looking at this with our own life experiences
1: (laughs) yes what is the other Um, one do
0: i want to know well
1: (laughs) i think it'll make for great podcasting at least (laughs) um so the other one i i think it's a little bit more shocking because Mm. it's more grounded in realism so you know the furry one you see in like some furry art and stuff but i guess the other nodding um, is when, like, you'll, like, take the foreskin of a penis and add a knot. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just kind of knot at the end.
0: That is possible?
1: I guess. What? <laughs> I've never seen it, never really care to, but um, Aurora... Okay, and I thought
0: docking was stretching it. Oh, i stretching <laughs> it! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Um, that was... but yeah. Weather... <laughs> okay. oh
0: goodness I didn't um, know that was you physically know... possible humans are amazing you know what Yeah. <laughs> the more you I know, learn. We're... <laughs> yeah it's a superpower
1: of their own and they didn't have to take a magic pill but
0: you have to train for that kind of thing like how <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just go to the dick gym I guess
0: <laughs> you know your friendly neighborhood gym
1: yeah, you know, you get the the little stretches on. Like <laughs> maybe it's like a hot yoga class.
0: That's that's wild. That's kind of a lot of lotion
1: is involved. Yes. So sometimes I'll like go and read the Wikipedia pages for horror movies because I'm a little bit too much of a wuss to Uh, watch a lot of them. (laughs) Maybe I need like that kind of Wikipedia like monotoneness for something like this so I can learn the real insides and outs.
0: That's fair. It's kind of sometimes horrifying to learn about these things when you're, you know, in the middle of fan fiction or something. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: Being ace is a wild thing sometimes because it's, yeah. it's just like, oh, I forgot sex stuff existed.
0: Right? Yeah, I have uh, an ace friend, and basically, she said she she forgets that people have sex, that that's a thing, until it's talked about in terms of having a baby or whatever, and then she gets all embarrassed because she remembers that's a thing that people do on the regular, constantly. constantly. Someone's, <laughs> someone's having sex right now at sex somewhere. somewhere.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you know, regardless of your if your thing is docking or nodding or nodding or nodding. Um, <laughs> good luck on your erotic endeavor. We're happy
0: for you. We're happy that you're having a safe and consensual experience with someone you care about in whatever form that might be. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> gosh.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> that was funny. Oh.
1: Oh, what's nodding? And then we're traumatized for a couple of days.